Okay, let's clap. Thank you very much. Two announcements. Lutheran pastors from the area were here for a gathering this morning. I'm not sure how many of them made it back in to worship. Thank you all for coming. Sing big today. We invite you to participate lively. There will be a brief memorial service for Olga Belgum held after chapel on the 21st of this month. Olga, a longtime uh, friend, employee, colleague here at the university. Please stand. People of God, we gather to worship at the deep well that is God. We thirst for you as in, dry, in a dry and weary land where there is no water. We drink at fountains that do not quench thirst. We have confused satisfaction for nourishment. We come to worship, O oh God. Quench thirst. Feed the deep soul. Restore in us a clean heart. You, who are slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love. Amen. Oh God, open my lips. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning is now and will be forever Amen Give glory to God our light and our life Oh, 
Give glory to God, our light and our life. Come, oh, come, let us worship. A reading from John, chapter 21. Very truly I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. Here ends the reading. Good morning. Good to be here, traveling down from Pacific Lutheran Theological Seminary in Berkeley. Are you familiar with those old word puzzles that are called changelings, where you start with one word and by changing one letter at a time, you end up with another word all the time. Each word that you make uh, is a new one. I'm going to do that with the two words here and sent. In other words, how do we get from here to sent? The first change of that would be the initial H, change it to an S. You get the word Seer, S-E-R-E, an old word which is mostly poetic now and it means dry or withered up. We're talking about call and discernment and sometimes discernment is called up from a dry place. You know when you might say about where you are, something has got to be better than this. After graduating from Cal Lutheran in 1977, I went as a short-term missionary with the LCA to Japan. My main motivation, I think, was to do something entirely different. I learned Japanese, started teaching English conversation at a boys' high school. I kept writing love letters to my Cal Lutheran girlfriend, Mary Stein, and we were married mid-missionary term. That was the discernment out of joy. That was not discernment out of a dry place, by the way. But starting our marriage in Japan was not easy. Mary got pregnant right away. Then she got terrible asthma. And then she lost her teaching assignment as a teacher because she was pregnant. Pregnant women in Japan do not teach. Then she could barely sleep. Then she got medical relief from a Japanese doctor. Then she had the baby early, which was too early. The baby passed away after being born. Then we visited an American doctor in Tokyo. What should we do, we asked. He asked, well, are you going to plan to spend your whole lives as missionaries in Japan? We said, no. He said, go home. Japan had become for us a wilderness. We went home. That was our discernment. Things didn't get better all at once, but they did get better. (laughs) You might not know another meaning of the word seer, S-E-R-E, unless you're a dictionary nut like I am. It's an obscure meaning, but it means the little catch that allows a gun to remain at half or full cock. Seer. The meaning of that word, the root, comes from the word talon or grasp. Call can come from a talon. 
a grasp on our hearts. Once we were home from Japan, Mary and I talked about what we wanted to do next. Surprisingly, we had never had that conversation in all of our courting, nor had we talked about how many children we wanted. I mean, listen, it was an intuitive type of match. <laughs> and we were counseled, by the way, by Jerry Swanson. <laughs> he was an intuitive kind of counselor. Is everything cool? That's kind of his way of counseling. So I said, well, I'd always wanted, thought I would be a pastor. I was a child of the church. I wanted to go to seminary. And she said, to my ultimate surprise, well, I do too. It is something, that's a long story about how she got to that point, and that's her story, not mine to tell. But the fact remains that we did go to seminary. We graduated. Between us, we have served three congregations together and other things. She's now a counselor, a pastoral counselor, full-time practice. Which brings me to the third meaning. Did you realize there are three meanings of the word seer? They all had different derivations. All had the same spelling in English. You biology majors may know it as in the word hydrosphere, not hydrosphere, which is something else, hydrosphere, which is a series of plant communities, one supplanting the other in the same location. Our first two joint calls were in Phoenix, Arizona and Long Beach, California. And the third call, without my having to explain it, was to work in admissions and development at the seminary in Berkeley. And that turned over into a totally unexpected stint as a director of a countywide interfaith organization. Yes, Lutherans can lead interfaith organizations. My bishop approved. And then my life evolved into sharing that job with pastoring an Oakland congregation. And then eight months ago, surprise return to work in development again at the seminary. I don't pretend to explain how or why any of these things or all of them happened in the order that they did. But it was a series of callings and experiences, each not only supplanting but supplementing the previous one. So that's here to seer. Let's change the last E to a T. S-E-R-T is not a word, I know. <laughs> but it sounds like C-E-R-T, right? Such as certainty. Certainty is both a blessed and a dangerous word. We can be so certain we're doing the right and correct thing that when it turns sour, our whole world can be turned upside down. The root word of certainty means settled or sure. And somehow I think, especially at this point in my life, not quite old, not young by any stretch of the imagination, that certainty is not possible in our lives until someone writes our obituary. And even then, we can't really tell what the full effect is of our lives. On the Sea of Galilee, after Jesus had one of his resurrection appearances, as told in the Gospel of John, Jesus tells Peter, who had denied him three times in the courtyard that he knew him. Now he questions him three times, do you love me? And he says, feed my sheep, after Peter says yes. And then he says this thing that Melina said, which we don't preach about much. I'm telling you the truth, when you were young, you used to get ready and go anywhere you wanted to, but when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will tie you up and take you where you don't want to go. 
The author of the gospel tells us that Jesus is indicating how Peter will die, but this is also a description of the diminishment that comes with older age. Not only are we physically less able, but our practical choices become more limited by health or obligations or family. Mary tells me, my wife, that some of the people she counsels are stuck by their notions of God's perfect will and God's permissive will, and that you should aim for God's perfect will. That there is only one real answer, one purpose to one's life, and that one should be seeking that, and if you don't hit it, well, it's okay with God, but God will be a little disappointed in you. That is a terrible burden. Is it not? Terrible burden. This is what I think. And I only have eight minutes, so it's the last thing I'm going to say. Our lives and our bodies and our personalities are so wondrously made and so beautiful and so adaptive and so responsive and so complex that we don't always know the right thing to do. But we make the best decisions we have, we can based on our life to that point. We change when we see fit. And ultimately, we try to understand how we are accompanied by grace from point to point.
us pray for peace between nations and peace between peoples. We bring our prayer to you, good and gracious God, hear our prayer. Let us pray for peace in our homes and peace in our communities. We bring our prayer to you. of justice and reconciliation, we bring our prayers to you, good and gracious God, hear our prayer. Let us pray for those who suffer in body and in spirit, we bring our prayer to you. Let us pray for those who endure injustice and discrimination. We bring our prayer to you. Good and gracious God, Let us pray for those who suffer violence and hatred. We bring our prayer to you. pray for those who proclaim your reign through word and in the hearts. We bring our prayer to you. Good and gracious God, hear our prayer. God of endless blessings, we thank you for bringing us safely into this new day. Give us compassion and courage that all we do this day might be a faithful and joyous offering to you, that we might serve you and all your children in loving stewardship of your wondrous creation. We ask this in the name of Jesus the Christ who taught us to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the 